Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm going to be going through my top 30 wide receivers for week three of the NFL season. So I'm also going to be posting my running back, quarterback, and tight end week three rankings today. So go check those out after this video. But if you guys watch this and you enjoy the content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. It could be any fantasy football related question. I will try to respond to every single comment. But let's get started at number 30. And honestly, the wide receivers are always the toughest list to put out just because there are a lot of these top options, you know, as like mid-tier wide receiver three options. So I'm going to talk about one player that I left off and it was Chase Claypool here at 31, just barely missed the cut. And then I also would have had Antonio Brown somewhere around like wide receiver 24 or 25, but he's currently on the COVID-19 list. So we don't know if that's a positive test or a close contact. So I just took him off the list entirely because we're not even sure if he's going to play. But then here at number 30, I'm going to have Sterling Shepard. He has absolutely balled out the first two weeks of the season. He has clearly been Daniel Jones' number one target so far, and they have a great matchup against the Falcons. So I'd feel pretty solid with Sterling Shepard in my lineup. Next up at 29, it's going to be Marquise Brown. And he's another player who's really been on fire, definitely for the first two weeks of the season, but also looking back towards the end of last season, he finished up 2020 really well. He's clearly the number one target on that team. You know, there was some debate. You had Rashad Bateman coming in. Mark Andrews is still there. Like, could Marquise Brown really kind of break out and be a fantasy relevant receiver again? And I mean, he's definitely shattered that narrative. He has looked great so far. So, you know, a pretty solid wide receiver three. Then at 28, I have Brandon Cooks, and he's looked great. The only tough thing for Cooks is that now Tyrod Taylor is out. They're going with Davis Mills. And I mean, I wasn't super confident with Taylor going into the season, and I'm like substantially less confident with Davis Mills. So he's still going to be the only top guy, you know, should still perform well. I just don't know if he has that same ceiling that he had with Tyrod Taylor. After that, I've got Robert Woods, and he's definitely just continued to fall in these weekly rankings. You know, this is no longer a him and Cup are both the top option. Cup is clearly ahead of him. Woods has been running less routes. He's been targeted way less. And so, you know, he's still a decent, safe option. He's going to be involved, but he just doesn't have that ceiling he may have had in years past or the ceiling that I think a lot of people were expecting from him going into this season. Then I have Corlin Sutton here at number 26, and he's coming off an ACL injury that he suffered in 2020. So it was definitely a slow week one getting back to it. Only one reception, 14 yards. The good thing was that he was in on 80% of the snaps. So he was still operating as one of the top wide receivers. But then Jerry Judy, who was balling out week one, goes down with an ankle injury. And then that just sets Sutton up to be the clear top dog in this offense. He is the wide receiver one, and he totally established that week two, went out, was targeted 12 times, just dominated that overall target share, and then caught nine of those passes for 159 yards. So he put together a monster performance, and I expect him to maintain that role, you know, up until Judy comes back from that injury. Then after Sutton, I have a pair of these Bengals wide receivers, Jamar Chase here at 25, T. Higgins at 24. I just have T. Higgins one spot ahead because he's had more consistent volume over two weeks, but both of these guys are solid options to have in your lineup. Then at 23, I have Deontay Johnson. Obviously, a lot of this is riding on whether or not he's going to play. You know, he avoided a long-term injury, but I don't really think anyone on the Steelers has come out and said he's 100% good for Sunday. So if he's out, obviously he would move down. Guys like Claypool and Juju would move up. But if he's healthy, he is the clear number one wide receiver on that Steelers team, and he is the target hog. So that's where he comes in. After Deontay, I have Julio Jones at 22. 
he finally put together a really solid day in week two. You know, he actually had a touchdown called back. He just had a small piece of his heel out of bounds. Like it was so close. So he almost had an even bigger day, but he's finally getting the volume. I mean, him and Tannehill's chemistry looked significantly better than week one. So he should just continue to build on that going forward. Then I have Mike Williams here at 21. He followed up his impressive week one with another solid week two performance. He really looks like he is going to be a top dog in this offense and someone who's probably going to be locked in as a top 24 wide receiver for the rest of the season. Another guy who started off the season very hot is Adam Thielen here at 20. I recommended him as a sell high player, but he's still someone who's going to be like a you know mid to low end wide receiver too throughout the season. Then at 19, I have Debo Samuel really just kind of further established himself as the clear number one. You know, Brandon Ayuk was playing more, but it was still Debo Samuel who was the clear cut top option. And George Kittle has not really been super involved. So, you know, all the target competition we were talking about for the 49ers between Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo Samuel, basically all of that is gone and it's just been Debo Samuel feasting. So until we see otherwise, he'll probably stay in this range. Then at 18 and 17, I have back-to-back Bucks wide receivers. Mike Evans here at 18, Chris Godwin here at 17. If AB is ruled out, I could potentially push these guys up just a few more slots. You know, they don't have a great matchup this week against the Rams. Obviously, you have Jalen Ramsey there. The thing about Ramsey, though, is I don't think he's going to lock on to one of these players specifically. The last time they played in 2020, he definitely moved around. But I mean, basically, whoever he was on, he was pretty locked down. Anyone Brady has all these weapons. He's probably just not going to be targeting the guy who's covered by Jalen Ramsey. I still think this offense can put up a lot of points. So they're still solid, like mid-tier wide receiver twos this week. At number 16, I have Allen Robinson. And I think this is a great opportunity for him to bounce back from his slow start. You know, week one was guarded by Jalen Ramsey. You could give him a pass. Week two, he got into the end zone, which kind of saved him. But he also dropped a deep touchdown pass from Justin Field that was beautifully placed in the basket. And he just did not come up with it. That's not something you're going to see from Allen Robinson a lot. So I think this is definitely going to be a bounce back game. And with Justin Fields in this lineup, I think the Bears offense has a lot more overall upside. Then at number 15, I have a DJ Moore, and he has truly established himself as the clear number one in this Panthers offense. You know, last year, you kind of had this three-headed monster between Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel. They were all producing in the same fantasy range, but now this year, DJ Moore is being used much more as an all-around wide receiver compared to just a deep threat. It really seems like Moore and Robbie Anderson have kind of switched roles. Through the first two games, DJ Moore's target share has risen from 24.6%, which is what he had last year, to 27.9%. And then I think the more important part is that his depth of target last year, his average depth of target was 13.3 yards. This year it's 9.5. So that tells you he's definitely running much shorter routes, which is going to translate to more volume and overall fantasy production. Then here at 14 and 13, I have another wide receiver duo. I feel like I've had a few of these already. It's going to be C.D. Lamb at 14 and Amari Cooper at 13. Both of these guys are just going to be locked in like fringe wide receiver ones for the rest of the season. They're both going to be very involved and are each going to have you know their huge weeks. Week one, it was Amari Cooper who really went off. C.D. Lamb had a really nice day as well, but I mean, Cooper put up a crazy performance. Then week two, it was much more C.D. Lamb. You know, these guys are going to go back and forth all season but they are both going to produce. Then at 12, I have Terry McLaurin, a true, true breakout in week two. We really had the question answered like, yes, Taylor Heineke can support his weapons. And I mean, if Heineke can support Terry McLaurin, then he's looking like a wide receiver one 
for the rest of the season. After Terry McLaurin, I have A.J. Brown here at number 11. Slow start to the season. Still someone I'm very confident in. He's going to finish as a wide receiver one and should have a very solid week. Then here at number 10, I have Cooper Cup. And this is no longer a 1A, 1B situation between him and Robert Woods. I kind of mentioned this briefly when I was talking about Woods, but Cup is the clear, clear alpha now in that wide receiver room. In two games, he has 21 targets, 16 receptions, a 38.2% target share, which is absurd. And that's compared to Woods' 13 targets. So Cup has eight more targets. Woods has eight receptions. Cup has eight more receptions. And then Woods' target share is 23.6 compared to Cooper Cup's 38.2. So Cup is just going to be an elite fantasy football wide receiver for the remainder of the season. After Cup, I have Tyler Lockett, who's been absolutely balling out in the first two weeks. You know, coming into the season, he was viewed as kind of a boomer bust player, and he still definitely could be like that. But I mean, first two weeks, it has been all boom for Tyler Lockett. So until I see him take a step back, I feel like it's only fair for him to be ranked as a wide receiver one. Then at number eight, I have Justin Jefferson, you know, just a guy who's going to be in this range probably the entire season. Same thing with Keenan Allen here at number seven. The Chargers are going to have to keep up with the Chiefs, and that's going to mean a lot of passing volume and touchdown opportunities. At six, I have DK Metcalf. He definitely hasn't performed as well as Tyler Lockett, but I do think when we look back at the end of the year, DK Metcalf is going to be the wide receiver one on that offense, and he was dealing with a little bit of an injury week two, so this could definitely be a more productive week for him. At number five, I have Calvin Ridley. He's getting the opportunities. The Falcons offense really just has not had the ceiling that we would like to see to support Calvin Ridley, but I think he's going to have a big game coming up. Then at number four, I have Stephon Diggs. Kind of a similar thing to Calvin Ridley, obviously not to the same extent. The Bills offense has not been what it was last year. I do think they're going to get on track. I don't know if they're going to get back to that like crazy elite level they were at in 2020, but still enough to support Stephon Diggs as a top tier fantasy wide receiver. At number three, I have DeAndre Hopkins. This Cardinals offense has been cooking and Hopkins has been putting up numbers. Tyreek Hill here at number two. I know he had a down week too, but I mean, he's still just locked in, probably the highest ceiling of any player at the wide receiver position. So he's still gonna come in at the top. And then Devontae Adams at number one. He was the wide receiver one going into the season, balled out week two. So there's no reason for him to not be the number one overall guy. All right, so those are my top 30 wide receiver rankings for week three of the NFL season. If you guys enjoy this type of content, please just hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below. Go check out my weekly running back, quarterback, and tight end rankings. The running back ones are already up, and the tight end and quarterback ones are also probably up by the time you're watching this. But thank you guys for stopping by, and I'll see you next time.